Hi guys, welcome to the Fight to Finish podcast. On this episode, we have a very special guest, Craig Robinson. Now, if you guys remember a few months back, Cece and I volunteered to do some Guinness Book of World Record attempt timekeeping. Uh, these, a group of eight swimmers attempted to swim for approximately 10 days and cover over 500 miles, um, in just swim time. And Craig was integral into the planning and logistics of the the swim record attempt so we hit him up and he was kind enough to sit down with us and yeah we hope you guys enjoy this very special episode did you want to start off everything yeah so um i think basically where we want to start is how did you find out about the swim record and what made you like what inspired you to go after it um yeah i don't know it was a couple of years ago four five years ago um laura who runs the master swim program at google has these um thanksgiving halloween relays and uh, it's like a fun swim meet over at google um and uh, she was looking for fun ideas and so we thought of having a relay race and uh, you know, we're thinking, how do we pick teams against each other or how many people would have there? And then I thought, wow, I wonder if we could have 40 or 50 people there. I wonder what the biggest relay in yeah. the world was. Yeah. Uh, I wished for a longest swim relay or something along those lines and saw that record. Um, and obviously it didn't meet the, <laughs> it didn't meet the needs of a fun afternoon swim meeting. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, at the at the Google pool, but um, yeah, that's kind of what we got me thinking about it. And I had a small group of guys that I swam with, um, and we thought it was six people at the time, um, and we kind of had six guys who regularly swam together, and we sort of batted the idea around a little bit. And some people thought it'd be fun, and others thought it'd be stupid, but <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's when it started, man, 2015, maybe something around there, 14, don't entirely remember. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then tried a couple times, but never really seriously. And then this last year or so, I'd had an injury the previous year, so I wasn't running and biking, mm. uh, as much as I'd like. And I thought, okay, well, this is the perfect time. I'm going to do it at any time. Um, and so then just buckled down at the beginning of the year and thought, okay, it's now or never, so let's go for it. There you go. So just to yeah. kind of clue in some of our viewers, or not viewers, I'm sorry, some of our mm -hmm. listeners, um, like you mentioned, Craig, uh, maybe a couple months ago for us, uh, CC saw an opportunity to, um, volunteer to do some record keeping for, mm -hmm. uh, your guys's efforts and, um, uh, you know, we volunteered maybe what I don't know an hour of our time. Uh, I think it was two hours. Two hours, yeah. And we, we yeah. and we met we met you and a few other swimmers, and we just thought it was kind of cool. Like mm -hmm. uh, for us, CC is well, both of us are sort of like analytical in the data sense. So CC ended up just just randomly timing you guys and uh, mm -hmm. like seeing how fast your pace was and stuff like that, and it was really cool. And then just talking to you. Um, even post when you guys finished um, mm. your attempt, uh, it it was just really cool to hear all, some of the logistics. So my question was like, when you saw the record, what was your next thought? 
Like, what did you, did you say, let's go after that and let's hit up Guinness or like, what was the thought process? Um, I mean, it's always what pace was needed. Like, um, so I think we, we sort of thought originally that it was, uh, kind of like a, like a hundred meter sprint record or something where it's covering a distance and a time. And so we thought it was more, okay, what pace do we have to maintain? So sort of calculating that out and then hypothesizing about how many hours you have to swim and, um, you know, sort of, I don't know, parlor discussions and people are pining about what they thought was needed. <laughs> um, and then eventually I was like, okay, well, let me just get, see what the deal is. And so then I mailed Guinness uh, and then they send you actually their full set of rules. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So the, you know, the, the record itself is kind of, loosely stipulated on the website but you can imagine there's a bunch of extra rules that they want you to follow uh-huh. uh, and so they send you those once you've officially applied for the record um, and then they send you these things and then they essentially you know they give you a reference number and you can start communicating with them about clearing up um, uncertainties in in what they expect uh, and that sort of stuff so, um, and then, yeah, eventually you get your evidence together and send that in. So did, so you have to apply first before you go after it or you kind of, you know, do it and then apply for the record? Uh, I mean, their, their naming is a little bit all over the place uh, uh, in this report, but essentially you contact them and you say, Hey, I would like to try and break this record. And they say, okay, well, here are the actual rules. Um, so yeah, that was, that was something kind of interesting. So if you look at the website, that you and the current record it says six swimmers only, but when they sent the the official rules through, it said eight swimmers. Um, oh, and so I mean, this honestly gets to some of the 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 background uh, thing of Guinness. That uh, I mean, I'm not going to say they're a racket, but <laughs> they're a, they're a company, yeah, and they need yeah. to make money, uh, and so. They have various levels of service that they give you. Mm. You're not paying them any money. They answer your question in two weeks. If you pay them a couple hundred dollars, they get back to you in a couple days. If you pay them tens of thousands of dollars, they will show up at your event and certify it sort of on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they offer like services where they will come out and do something for your company, like, you know, break a record of some sort. Um, as like a team building thing. Sure. Um, oh. So just people randomly um, trying to break some quirky record um, <laughs> who are not looking to throw a bunch of money at it. Uh, you're kind of on the bottom end of their priorities. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, you have this this little website that you log in with your account and then you once you've said you want to break it, you can clarify the rules uh, and things and then uh, once you think you've done it, then you um, submit the yeah. submit the paperwork yeah. um, with the witness statements and the other bits of data. Yeah. So yeah. you know, what was the next step for you? You saw the record you wanted, and then did you have to corral eight people, or did you already have a set of you know people that you wanted to do, or like how did you like? I was just curious, like how did you approach everybody else that ended up doing it? Well, we had that group originally uh, who I swam with, um, and so their names were actually on the original uh, application, should we say. Yeah. Um, 
and then uh, a couple of them left uh, Google uh, for various various things. Um, and so I met another couple of guys, uh, but in the end, I just recruited from an internal mailing list. Oh, um, cool. And talked to, um, you know, G Swim or Swim at Google or something, whatever the uh, email alias was for uh, the various fitness groups. I think the triathlon list, I posted something there and a couple other fitness kind of things. Hmm. Um, and pretty much took anyone who responded. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think there were a lot of people interested. Um, you know, I kind of gave them a way to get involved. I set up another specific mailing list that if they if they thought they would be a helper or a swimmer, they could just join that mailing list, and then we selected uh, people from there. Um, and mostly, it was getting people committed enough. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think there's several hundred people on that mailing list. I got maybe fifteen responses or so um and people might respond to one or two more emails and then maybe show up for a meeting but in terms of actually really committing um to actually doing it yeah uh, we pretty much ended up with the guys that had swimming yeah um, yeah we had a group of 10 people in the end wow um, one guy got injured and oh, no. was kind of us up on the on the on the other person um and so we ended up with the eight, um, pretty much <laughs> as the eight people interested. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I noticed that, uh, I think like throughout the, even during the event, uh, you guys were looking for volunteers and, um, I think you guys really struggled with that overnight, the overnight <laughs> shifts. How, how did, what did that look like day to day? Yeah. Um, so I kind of thought once it got going, we would get people interested in it. But there was definitely a lot of hustle beforehand to try and get a system where people could uh, sign up um, and that we could get a, get a hold of them uh, and whatnot. And so um, I had built the website and I then found a service that you can kind of have people sign up for slots. Yeah, um, yeah. Whatnot, and so that's what you guys basically went through. Um, and but I think the amazing thing was, um, you know, I, I set a goal, um, I think a week out or a little bit more out that we wanted to have some percentage of the first two days slots filled by people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we barely scraped through on that, um, uh, convincing some people to uh, do the overnight sessions. But by the time we got through to like the second or third day, um, we were it was filled. Like it oh, was wow. kind of, people would people would leave their four a.m. session, and they would say something like, "Oh, this was so much fun! <laughs> I had a look on the website, and there's no more slots to volunteer. I'm really disappointed." Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was kind of amazing. So, yeah, it was pretty stressful getting people involved at the get-go yeah but once we got going um it kind of fell into place um and so and, and we, people you know took on responsibility and took on roles and yeah sort of stuff. we but, noticed that too you know like um some of the other logistical stuff that we noticed was like 
uh, obviously you guys were recording it at night and then you yeah. fell into a problem about seeing the times, you know, and being able to display that. Was that all kind of not not planned, but like part of for you guys' submission and trying to solve those? And so that way there was no doubt to, to Guinness that, you know, what you guys yeah. were submitting was correct and factual. Yeah, I mean, you imagine there's they don't have anyone there, so you really need to go overboard on trying to prove yeah. what the, uh, the deal was. So I think we had five or six independent ways of verifying the times. So there was the two witnesses, which was you two guys, mm-hmm. um, and you know you had to sign that um, <laughs> sheet as you arrived. It had yeah. the rule spelled out from Wh- Guinness. Yeah, which, which I messed up and had to redo. <laughs> And I mean, basically, it was make sure the person, make sure you don't see any swim, any stopping. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so there were those two, and one of you had a, had their manual clicker. Yeah, that was that could me. Then yeah. Every fifty meters, mm-hmm. the other person was on the computer. So we took that as two independent sources of measurement. Yeah. But the computer can obviously get a time stamp, right? When yeah. you when the person when clicks, we record mm-hmm. the time. But the clicker doesn't. It's just a manual thing. So, uh, and then we had um, the, each swimmer wore those watches, um, and they can detect your stroke and then detect when you take a break and do your turn at the end. Uh, and so they would they measured the length swum as well as well as the number of strokes actually. Oh wow! Um, so I'm just going to actually bring up the sheet that I have with all the docs on it now. So, yeah, we literally got a count of the number of freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke, et cetera. Oh, it went, it went that accurate. Oh, geez. Cool. Yeah. That's oh, cool. no, like it's, uh, it's a little over the top. The amount of data, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah, where is this? Uh, um, yeah, we have like just, just, uh, so then we had the, um, there were touch pads on either mm-hmm. end of the. Um, and so they also recorded then each length that was swum and they had a timestamp associated with it. Um, and then we had, um, the two camera setups. So, um, they were, uh, one was up by the witness. So it was using the same computer that one of you were picking. Um, and so it had one viewpoint and then it would periodically get restarted. So we didn't corrupt the files and whatnot. And then we had a second camera on the deck for the GoPro that um, was then occasionally restarted as well. But they would both record with different views of the pool and yeah. neither of them were restarted at the same time. And so we were sure to have a, have a continuous record. Um, but, you know, it got complicated. I mean, if you're talking about data, it was crazy afterwards, oh, reconciling all these things. Yeah. Um, you had clocks drifting, uh, you know, the oh, on really? the side all drifted by a couple seconds. The, uh, the timing pad system, uh, that drifted by a little bit. Um, and so there was all these correlations I had to do and plotting the delays and measuring it and adding computing regressions of clock delay and then, um, uh, adding that all in and so that everything lined up because, you know, right. I was trying to yeah. make a strong claim that yeah, yeah. there was no stopping. Absolutely. And, and what did that feel like? I mean, you guys were doing shifts, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. for, for swimming. What, what was that like? Especially like 
some of you had to to swim overnight, like at two in the morning. Yeah, so it was we divided up into seven hour blocks of uh, that two swimmers would share, um, and that meant you would be swimming, you know, three and a half hours each uh, in your sort of day's swim. Mm-hmm. But there's eight of us, so three and a half times eight is um, more than twenty four. Um, and the idea there was that you would have a longer break until you came back the next time. And so Got it. I think 21 hours from the time that you had finished your little seven-hour block till the next time you had to come back. <clears throat> um, and so what that meant was you got the extra rest, but also um, your shifts moved throughout yeah. the day and night. And so, yeah, it would suck sometimes. You had to come in at like, you know, 11, and you were swimming through till 6 a.m. Um, but then the next day, it was sort of a Lover couple break. hours yeah. there, or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it had to be. And so, I don't know, once you got into the rhythm of things, um, yeah, it got a bit boring and a bit tiring and yeah. and cold <laughs> in the middle, middle of the night. Just, but, um, out of curiosity, yeah. from an athletic standpoint, you know, I can't imagine for mm. – y- swimming for that length of time, you know, in terms of the amount of days, right? Like mm-hmm. what was your, you, maybe you can speak on behalf of everybody or yours. Uh, what was your kind of recovery time? You know, I think when we met you, you were definitely um, getting your calories in, getting prepared, you know, you were eating dinner, but you're trying to solve mm-hmm. a bunch of problems, but you're like trying to re- regain energy and get food. What was, what was your intake? Did that change or did you think of it differently? Did you do anything in between those rest hours apart from work? Because we realized you guys still had to work. Yeah, I mean, a couple of us worked. Um, you know, just go crazy on the on the carbs and yeah. basically <laughs> you can um, while you were off. Um, then, yeah. So I was I was definitely eating as much as I basically could while not swimming, uh, and then even even while swimming. So, you know, you could break up your sessions within that seven hours into kind of whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. I think the longest session someone tried was an hour 45. Uh, and that's a long individual swim, like uh, without breaking, without food. Um, you know, you can do it. People do swim workouts that are two hours long, but you you need to recover a bunch after that. Yeah. So we typically kept it below that level where you would need an appreciable amount of recovery. Yeah. So I think an hour and a half, hour 15 was what most people did. Mm. Um, and then you get out and then try and eat something immediately because you would maybe have an hour and 15 until you had to get back in the water again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I had a strong enough stomach, so I was eating <laughs> in between. Um, but I think we found a lot of those kind of um, electrolyte uh, sort of drinks. Uh, people quite like those um, to just try and uh, I don't know, just rehydrate basically. I mean, you're in the water the whole time, obviously. But, um, <laughs> you're not drinking, so <coughs> so the rehydrating was pretty important. Um, and then you know, I found it was doing that and then still eating something solid after my second swim um, and then for the last two swims um, of the night or the morning or whatever it was just onto the goose uh, 
And then, you know, pretty much stereotypical yeah. stuff, just trying mm-hmm. to, uh, once you were done, just trying to eat again as quickly as you can so that you can replenish uh, calories and, um, you know, the, the normal 20-minute window yeah. sort of thing. Was there anything surprising that you learned about or you learned about yourself during going going swimming yeah. for that long, or was it kind of like uh, you know what I've attempted this record and then it was one of those things where like one and done, or did you're like all right I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking for more record <laughs> records or something like that? Uh, I think the one surprising thing was you know on day day. One was fine. We were all excited. Day two, you know, started getting a bit, bit tired. Yeah. Uh, day three, the same. But day four and five, uh, a bunch of us started getting faster, which was kind of oh, oh. Uh, and do yeah. you see that on your data sheets? That did you like? You can like see that um, correlated. Or yeah. It- I mean, yeah. Let's see here. I have a day by day average pace. So one thirty five. Per hundred for the first day, which everyone was excited. We were doing short legs, so that's kind of to be expected. The next day was a one thirty eight. The next day a one thirty nine. Next day one forty one, one forty one, and we started speeding up one thirty nine. And so on day that around about that time, I was like, hmm, I think I'm swimming too fast. I've got another five six days of this. So I'm going to take it easy. And what I found fantastically interesting then was I was thoroughly bored, mm. like trying to swim slowly and take it easy. Um, I was just, yeah, I, I couldn't wait for it to end. <laughs> and so the next day I just went for, went for bust. So on the 18th was our fastest day. And I know I swam hard that day. Yeah. I was going all out basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, my paces were like at one thirty two, one thirty two, one thirty one, and then this faster period, um, thirty six, thirty four, thirty four, and then, uh, and then when did I take it easy? Anyway, on the on the eighteenth, I, I dropped down to one twenty sevens because I was like, okay, we're just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the next day was terrible. It was my slowest day. So. Uh. <laughs> Your slowest is probably my fastest. Like, I'm not a strong swimmer. I, mean, I can pr- pretty much keep afloat here. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, going slowly got so boring uh, that, you know. Yeah. I mean, people ask, what do you think about for the whole time? And Yeah, that's actually thinking, a really good well, question. Mostly swimming. I mean, there's some logistics <laughs> you worry about and stuff. But um, once you were going, you just focused on the thing uh, at hand and it was kind of nice. You know, you had nothing else to do but swim. It was pretty great. Um, you know, you know, sometimes you'd be doing whatever you are doing and thinking, oh, I need to take care of that other thing or, um, oh, I'm behind on this or that. Yeah. But in this case, really the most productive thing I had to do was remember not to stop. so um so something that our listeners can't see is that you're wearing a shirt that says swimming saves lives and if i remember correctly you guys did um you raised money for two nonprofit organizations is that correct Mm -hmm. yeah yeah swim saves lives which is this united states masters swimming 
uh, organization uh, where they do adult swim lessons. Um, and they over, I think they have month-long things with a couple of uh, two lessons a week or something along those lines. They get volunteer coaches in to help people uh, learn how to swim and just get them in the pool and get them to a point where uh, they're not afraid of the water and can can uh, get out of it if they yeah. if they yeah um and and then the second one was this challenged athletes foundation um, which provides uh, equipment and training and access to sports for disabled um uh disabled uh, a lot of kids um but then obviously it was adults um and so we we had a vote amongst the the probably 10 or 12 swimmers who were interested at the time. And, uh, and those are the two charities that popped out on top. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. Did, uh, so you guys, did they approach you guys or you approached them to kind of work no, together? We approached, well, we didn't really approach them. We just decided to do it. And then, Oh, awesome. Um, and then when it got a bit closer, we started chatting with them because we wanted to set up donation things through their portals and get their tax ID numbers and oh, okay. that sort of stuff. Uh, so they got uh, pretty interesting, interested and yeah, we're helping kind of promote some of our stuff and retweeting and, um, they were pretty excited about, about things. Um, we had essentially, we had a couple of like revenue sources, I guess. So one was people donating, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, through the website and they thought it was great and they would, um, put some, <clears throat> just donate some cash. Uh, and then we had for any Googler who, who volunteered their time, uh, Google makes a donation per hour to any charitable work that you do. And so we had people then sign up and, you know, attribute the work that they had spent, the yeah. time they had spent, so uh-huh. they could <clears throat> donate that cash. That's awesome. Um, um, and then, uh, and then there was, uh, Google matching as well. So, um, what we got then collected in donations, we were able to get Google to match through the normal employee matching program. Oh, cool. Um, so that uh, all totals came out to, you know, I, I haven't actually seen the final numbers. It's something like 30 something thousand. Wow. wow. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it was great. Um, Just kind of, so what was the final distance in total? Cause I know, uh, from what I read, you guys ended up kind of breaking, break, blasting that, no pun intended, but that, that mm-hmm. record out of the water. Um, what, what did, what you guys end up yeah. shooting? What was the old record for our listeners? And then what was the record that you guys yeah, kind of decided? Oh man, I've forgotten what the old record is. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was like uh, six, six swimmers yeah. and like five. I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. I think it was 470 miles. Yeah. Over the 10 days. And we passed them at about nine days in, and we went then for 11 days, looking at the application here, 11 days and 28 seconds, we covered 596.4 miles. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah, there was 744,260 strokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you... I was going to ask, but it sounds like you were the sole man to to kind of 
curate all that data together? Did or, or did you have? Some uh, well, no, I got help from the other guys. I yeah, mean, okay. yeah, I, I did the the most of it, but um, you know, getting the data out of the the swim watches, uh, Colin helped uh, that wrote a, a script to download it and parse the data and get it into a, a spreadsheet for us. Um, and um, uh, another guy, Joe. Uh, actually reverse engineered the protocol that the timing system used. Um, there was something up with their program wouldn't load the file again. And so he basically X dumped the thing and oh, wow. what was going on in it. And so he pulled the data out of that. And then uh, Tom had written the, the uh, web app that we used for doing the timing mm-hmm. on the, with the witness. So he pulled that data um and then uh um yeah Sven and Rob had all the uh, video data so they uploaded that uh and then I was using that um so yeah I mean I definitely used the, the other guys but yeah sure it's come down to yeah yeah someone had to write this thing um and uh yeah that was me <laughs> is it all I mean is it uh, all submitted now and kind of it's in the hands of uh, Guinness to kind of no, it's like it's like ninety nine point some number of nines done. I have to scan two more sheets from the. Uh-huh. I had official timekeepers show up. Like um, Guinness requires this, um, so I got their final statements um, yesterday. Actually, oh cool! So I just need to attach them to the report um, and send it in. So we're pretty much done. Awesome. And then, roughly, how long does it take to hear back from Guinness? Twelve weeks. Oh wow! Oh, well. <laughs> but if you pay them, if I, pay them, <laughs> I bet, I bet you rush <laughs> delivery on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean it's explicit. You, you yeah. pay it up, I'll let you know in five days. But yeah, uh, but if you're do that, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, for our listeners, where can they learn a little bit more about your efforts? Is the website still up? And then, um, yeah. The website's there, and I'll be uploading the report to it as well, um, kind of with all the evidence and stuff. So it's uh, it's fifty pages long. Oh so wow! <laughs> someone's gonna, someone's going to read it. Yeah, <laughs> someone will. <laughs> so, what, what was the website where our, uh, some of our listeners can visit? And um, oh, Google googleswimrecord dot com. And just to clarify, I think you made a point to say that uh, it's no way. Well. I think you in one of your emails you said it's no way really affiliated with Google. You're, you guys are just using the facility. Yeah, I mean we're 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 all Alphabet employees, yeah. and we are clearly we're using the facility, uh, and it's clearly affiliated in some ways. Sure, um, but um, we had to make the point very clear while we were doing it, and while people were coming to witness and whatnot that um, you know. Google was not wanting to be held liable for everything. With that. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it's very understandable that um, uh, there's certain liabilities and stuff that they just unfortunately don't want to take on. And so while everyone there was super supportive and kind of wanted to make this happen and was eager to see it as like a Google thing, yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, they were just wanting to make sure that everything was in order, and that was one of the things that we were trying to do up front was <clears throat> not push the the Google thing. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean now that now that we're all done and safe, 
uh, everyone's happy to call it whatever they want. <laughs> Fair. Um, so kind of closing thoughts here. Uh, in terms of, um, I know Cece has a niece who's who's a swimmer, but maybe, a you know, what, what can you as a person that you and maybe your teammates uh, who swam for this record, any advice to any upcoming swimmers um, that are adolescent or upcoming or thinking about s swimming the Atlantic or something, breaking some some mm -hmm. other ridiculous record that's out there? Um, any advice that you can give to them, um, whether it's train wow. more or, or whatever? <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I don't really like the just straight train more. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say put in the, <clears throat> put in the hard work and, and it might end up taking you somewhere you don't expect. But if you don't get out there and take a crack at it, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, so I, dig I, it. I think there's something in that. I like it. Yeah. Well, Craig, uh, is, for our listeners, is there anywhere they can kind of follow you online or is it the website? Mm -hmm. Um, if they want to learn more about, uh, your efforts yeah. and, and continuing is there do you have any socials uh, i don't no. <laughs> but yeah maybe i should uh, with this newfound fame I might need, uh, <laughs> uh no i mean go check out the the website awesome follow me on linkedin <laughs> <laughs> there you go well i we appreciate your time craig and and we really appreciate um you giving us the opportunity to kind of a interview you and also watch you guys attempt this amazing record. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what uh, Guinness says. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, and that's kind of, a, you know, I was talking to Cece, you know, it's a, kind of a cool little thing that we can say when we're much older and we can tell kids and grandkids mm -hmm. or whatever we, we witness, you know, however small or big you think it is, honestly, it's just kind of a, kind of a cool thing that we can say we, we kind of helped, yeah. helped with. That we so. were part of. Yeah. I, mean, I think everyone thought it was, it was pretty cool. I think that was the, one of the most satisfying things at the end of the day was um, you know, lots of people were interested and, uh, and they felt inspired and they felt uh, part of kind of a, a group and they were all willing us on. And uh, there were a lot of other things going on in the world that you felt uh, pretty shitty about, yeah. but this was uh, a good time. <laughs> people were, you know, people would come and volunteer, and as I say, they would end and they would ask, be disappointed that there were no spots available. <laughs> they would go home and they would t tune in on their TV and watch. Yeah, we were, watch it. Yeah, we were, we were. We were one of those. Like we'd watch on our phone. Yeah, we were watching the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. you? I mean, can you explain that? I, it's totally bizarre. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. again, thank you for your time, Craig, and I appreciate it. And. Um, we yeah, hope to. Sure. We, we hope to. This will be your top grossing episode. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we we you know in 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 doing this for a couple months now, um, we realize like there's something to be learned from anybody, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's the the uh, the guy off the street, the guy at Google, or the the mm -hmm. fitness guru, right? Um, and mm -hmm. we kind of don't want to always hit the gurus up. We want to hear the other people that. Um, that are kind of pushing their own limits in their own minds, right? Like you guys, that's why we thought when we volunteered to kind of like, you know, it's really great to, to kind of talk to somebody. We actually wanted to do a podcast while we were volunteering, but we, oh, right. we oh, quickly yeah. realized that. that we couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, yeah. Uh, again, thank you for your time, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Nice chatting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Craig. Appreciate Have it. Have a good night.